0: It's Raining Cats and Dogs, the podcast dedicated to people who are ruled by their pets. I'm Joel Bardseth, and Queen Freya, she doesn't just rule our castle, she rules our entire kingdom. She's been kind enough to let me be your host. On behalf of Steve's Real Food, thank you for joining. Welcome to today's podcast. So today we are going to do part two of our spring activities series. And part two is all about anxiety. So here we are excited to get out, all these cool activities we can do as people. I know I can't wait, but that impacts our dogs and cats too. So I brought Leslie Steen on today. She's gonna be our special guest and she's gonna help us navigate the impact our activities have on our dogs and cats. Leslie, thank you for joining.
1: Thanks for having me, Joel. Um, This topic is actually a huge passion of mine. Uh, I spent 10 years of my life working with rescues and rehabilitating dogs and fearful dogs were kind of a special uh, challenge that I took on and just they really speak to me uh, because I think Fear based behaviors are something that are very misunderstood in dogs and a a big reason why dogs end up in trouble and in shelters and have a really hard time getting out of there. So um, fear and fear based behavior modification is definitely a passion of mine. So.
0: So what are some of the things that can make spring and summertime stressful for our dogs?
1: So actually, exactly everything you were talking about that are super fun for us and we're all excited about, um, the holidays, the parades, the fireworks, the barbecues, super fun for people, not always so much for our dogs. Um, And then, of course, weather is a big one, too.
0: So what do you think is the hardest one for our dogs and cats to deal with?
1: For me, hands down, the thunderstorms. That that is by far the hardest for a multitude of reasons. Um, The first one being the unpredictable nature of our weather. So depending on where you live, thunderstorms are frequent and can pop up out of nowhere. So when it comes to behavior modification and helping fearful animals, Consistency is extremely important. Typically, that is not a luxury we have when it comes to storms. Sometimes they're in the middle of the night, sometimes they're while we're at work. So we don't have the ability to prepare for them. Um, another reason that they are more difficult than the average phobia would be you know, we tend to jump right to thunder. And it's a noise phobia. But storms are so much more. They really engage all of our dogs' senses. You know, we have the wind and the rain and the smells that come along with it, and the change in air pressure and the static electricity in the air that can lead to static buildup in the fur, especially of, of the long haired animals. Um, my personal dog, Dixie has a pretty severe storm phobia although fireworks don't bother her and never have so that leads me to believe that for dixie it's one of the other reasons you know maybe the static buildup is what makes her uncomfortable um you know a lot of people will notice their dogs tend to seek shelter in places like a basement floor a bathroom floor maybe even behind the toilet or in a tub and the theory is that those places offer a grounding effect um, and some relief from that static buildup that they might be feeling discomfort from. So it's it's really this is a lot. The storm brings on a lot of different sensory emotional things for them.
0: So if they're going through that experience and you know a lot of people, have dogs that struggle with this, what is some advice you can give to help that?
1: Sure. Well, my number one piece of advice is we need to understand that these storm phobias and fears and the anxiety that they bring on is very real for them and not something that they can control. So, It may seem irrational to us, it may be frustrating to us, some of the behaviors that come from this, but we can't be angry with them, we can't be frustrated, we have to have sympathy and understand that they don't have control of this, and punishing them will not only be ineffective, it can make things worse, and it just isn't fair, so... That said, um, the things we can do to try to help them through that, number one, and, and for me, this is number one for so many things. Although it's unpredictable, keep an eye on the weather. If it's questionable, let's get those dogs out early in the morning, before the weather and, and get them exercised. You know, play, play some fetch, take them on a long jog, hit the dog park. Do something to relieve any pent-up energy because a dog, especially more of a high-strung dog with pent-up energy, all of the symptoms are going to be exacerbated. Exercise is just a wonderful stress reliever all around. So exercise early and then there's not a single solution that will work for all dogs Um, cases are going to vary from mild to extremely severe and there's probably not just one single tool each case is going to maybe you have a you find that sweet spot combination of things that work so the mild cases might be as simple as um, getting a, a treat toy filled up with their favorite treats or maybe you're playing you, If you know the storm is coming, start playing one of their favorite games. Do some nose work. Um, a raw meaty bone in their crate might be enough. That, along with maybe some CBD, uh, could be great for those, those mild cases. You can actually use that to your advantage by counter conditioning a little bit. When that storm starts brewing... Maybe they start anticipating I'm about to get my favorite thing out of the freezer instead of leaning toward fearful. So it's, it's good when you can catch them early on and get them prepared for that. Uh, the more severe cases, you know, there's a lot of different tools that we have. We can do, like I said, the, the supplements, CBD, there's melatonin, there's all kinds of herbal supplements and, um, I always like to lean toward the natural before we go to actually medicating our dogs, but that, it, that is an option when all else fails. Uh, anytime you're adding supplements to your dog's regimen, though, I, if your dog's on other medications, I would recommend just double checking with your vet to make sure there's not any kind of counterindications there. Um, other options would be aromatherapy there are calming essential oils, pet safe, of course, do your research. There are pheromone diffusers. Um, I would suggest modifying the environment, keeping those windows closed, um, including the curtains to kind of block those lightning flashes, keep the, uh, TV or music on it, kind of a high volume to muffle out the, th- the sound of the thunder. Um, and most of all, make sure your dog has access to a place he feels comfortable, whether that's on the couch with you, maybe his crate is his safe spot in your house, or maybe, maybe that bathroom or bathtub is really the best place for him to be. And if, and if he can be in there safely, then that's fine. And the the quicker all of these things start happening, the better. So, you know, the first sign that he's noticing the storm is coming, that's when you want to dole out the treats, the supplements, get that anxiety pressure wrap on. So the thunder coat or the anxiety wrap. Um, If we wait until our dogs are in full on panic, Chances are a calming treat and a little bit of lavender is not going to make a huge difference. So it's better to not let them get to that point to begin with.
0: So you gave us a lot of practical things that each, you know, pet parent can do at home for these storms. Could some of this be applied for fireworks season, which is also coming our way? We have Memorial Day, we have Fourth of July.
1: Yeah, definitely they can. And the, the good thing is we do have that predictability with these things. You know, you're, you're going to get the, the random neighbor throwing out fireworks. But for the most part, like you said, we know the big day is the Memorial Day, maybe your local town festival and the big one, the 4th of July. And not so fun fact about the 4th of July is that that is by far the number one day for dogs getting lost from their families and their homes. So it's one that we, we know about and we can be prepared for it. So all of those things I mentioned, get that exercise done in the morning, get those supplements on board early, get your windows closed up, play your soothing music. And, and, In all honesty, if you have a severely anxious dog, someone should probably just plan on spending the day home with your dog. uh, Take turns. Maybe you do it next year and someone else does it this year, but they really do take comfort in our presence and depend on us to be there for them. So I think we owe it to them to, to skip the festivities and stay home with them.
0: So you mentioned festivities, which made me think of events. You know, as the world opens up, graduation parties, Memorial Day. Yes, there's fireworks, but there's also sometimes traveling, getting together with family. What can we do to help our our uh, dogs and cats regarding events?
1: Sure, And that's kind of a different kind of anxiety. Um, mainly because it is 100% in our control. And yes, we would love it if our dogs could come everywhere with us and love every minute of it. Um, But truth be told, the majority of dogs don't thrive in chaos and crowds. Um, So just knowing your dog, knowing their triggers, their phobias, their limitations, and then respecting them Um, you know, that's going to be key. There, there are some dogs that, that love all the action and strangers and children and other dogs, and they probably will do fine about anywhere you take them. More often dogs do have specific triggers. You know, if you have a dog that is uncomfortable around other dogs, you're probably not going to want to take that dog to a street fair. The chances of encountering other dogs there are pretty high, and that can be a recipe for disaster. So, you know, and then there are dogs that are terrified in crowds altogether. Another important thing to consider is learn your dog's body language and those subtle signs, because a dog that is uncomfortable, he may not be in full-on panic mode, but he may not be loving it either. And that can escalate. So watch for those subtle signs that your dog is stressed out and, and learn to keep him out of those situations. You know, my dog, Jax, he was a life of the party kind of guy. He loved going anywhere and could, talk, could enjoy any situation. Nothing faced him as he began to age. I noticed that he was only tolerating some of these stressful situations. And now that he's older, he would way prefer to sit at home on his orthopedic bed than hang out on the patio at a local brewery. (laughs) And I respect that and I leave him at home. It's not the worst thing for them to be at home. Have your fun and games and exercise with them in the morning and then let them enjoy being at home while you go out and enjoy those fun situations.
0: Leslie, I want to say a big thank you on behalf of Steezero Food and all of our listeners and myself, Joel Bartseth, for all the great information you gave us today regarding anxiety and the things that we can do to help out our four-legged kids. I'd also like to announce to our listeners that we will be doing a webinar series on anxiety, as well as allergies, April 27th, 28th, and 29th. Please watch for that in our Facebook feeds and register. We'd love to have you there. In addition, Leslie will actually be joining us as a moderator. She'll be there to handle your questions in real time. So it should be a great webinar. We look forward to everybody joining us. Uh, Leslie, any last tips you wanna give before we uh, say thank you to everyone?
1: Yep. Thanks again for having me on, Joel. This was great. And I will leave you with, I know that it can be heartbreaking to watch your dog suffer with anxiety, but unfortunately it doesn't usually get better when left untreated. It can actually get worse. I say untreated because it's definitely a true medical concern. Physiological changes are happening at that level of anxiety, Not to mention your dog can really injure himself in a state of panic. So if you are feeling helpless or overwhelmed, please reach out to an experienced trainer or veterinary behaviorist. I promise you good help is
0: available. That is a great closing tip. Thank you so much, Leslie. And everyone out there, thank you for joining me on this podcast and have a great rest of your week. That wraps up another episode of It's Raining Cats and Dogs. And as a reminder, please join us for a nutrition webinar. Visit the Steve's Real Food Facebook page for details and registration.